right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am your host, Mike Maroney. This is episode seven. Recording this on Monday night here with Jay McLean and Tom. We actually just finished recording an interview that we'll put out later this week. We'll tease it a little bit. We'll just say he's a World Golf Hall of Famer and knows one of our co-hosts really well. But we're hoping uh, we'll get that out. It was a lot of fun chatting with him. Great conversation. A lot of good insight. Good, some good stories. So we'll put that out for the listeners later this week. Doing our typical show right now. Talk about the topics from this past weekend on the PGA Tour and in the world of golf. But let's let's first start, I guess, with Tiger. You know, so we were... We recorded last Monday. I was actually in the midst of editing our show when the news came down last Tuesday of Tiger's incident and accident. We didn't really know what was happening. Kind of put a, I basically I couldn't function. I just sat in front of the TV and sat in front of my phone looking for news and updates and seeing the picture of his car. It was pretty pretty surreal. I guess my head went to a couple of bad spots. Um, you know, he's a hero to all of us. We've we've all looked up to him. I mean, since. 1997 you know he's been around in my life more than a lot of people in all honesty and so it was you didn't know right so at the time you see the you see the pictures there's a lot of speculation on social media what's going on but when i saw those pictures i was like holy shit this is real like he might not be alive when i saw that car right and so we actually clipped out we did a segment on last week's show where we talked about Tiger since he did the interview with Nance and we went on and did a whole discussion on if, if he was going to win again and beat Jack's record and beat Sam Snead. And anyways, in, in the midst of what happened last week, we just clipped it out of the show and took it out. It just didn't feel right to have a debate on Tiger winning again with him in surgery in a hospital, not knowing the severity of, of his injuries, whether he was going to live or be paralyzed or amputated. And, and fortunately he is, alive obviously everyone at this point has read the articles and seen the news on his accident hell when you know it's a big story when it you turn on cnn fox news msnbc the major news network in this country and they're all covering it they've all stopped what they're talking about the dumb paul politic talks and they're showing the scenes from tiger's crash that's when you're talking about an individual that's bigger than the sport and again we always say he doesn't move the needle he is a needle so you know there's not I don't know if I have a lot to say about it because we still don't know that much, right? We're fortunate that he's alive. We're fortunate he's still going to be able to play with his kids. He's not paralyzed. Sounds like his right leg is is pretty beat up and banged up. And we had a I forwarded the email to you guys. We had a a member of mine send me an article of some of the injuries he had and one I'm not smart enough to read half those words and and two I I don't have the stomach to look at some of those pictures that were in that article, but you know, so there's not a lot to say. I mean, we hope we we hope he gets better. You know, golf should be the last thing in our mind. It doesn't sound like he's going to have much of a golf career just based off some of those injuries. I can't imagine him having much strength or mobility in that in that right leg. But what are your thoughts, guys, uh, on you know the events of last week with Tiger and him moving forward? I think it's something that you're exactly right. I mean, you talk about stopping the clock, stopping what you're doing, and it's here's the crazy part about it. I remember right now that it was at 2.30 and it broke at 2.32 on my phone. That's how much of an impact it had on me. I'm sitting in my office getting work done, and all of a sudden, I am refreshing. I am looking for different outlets. I'm looking for different takes on it. 
um, trying to find the utmost up-to-date information that I can. Uh, watching that cop carry Tiger's bag um, with Frank, it looked like obviously the driver head broke. The driver broke, so he's carrying Frank with what looked like a head in it um, in his hand. It was uh, it was tough to watch. It was surreal, um, and you know, it's. I think we're all very fortunate that he is still alive. I think no matter what happens, no matter if he ever swings a golf club again, the fact that he's still alive is a miracle. I think that he will be able to play with his kids. He will be able to still be impactful in the game um, just by still breathing. Uh, we don't know everything yet. We don't know the extent of his injuries. We don't know what his limitations are. Uh, so I think, you know, we need to hold judgment and kind of sit tight. But, um, you know, our prayers are with the entire Tiger Woods family uh, at this time. I don't want this to sound too insensitive here, but I, I did say this on the last uh, podcast, but if Tiger, again, I don't want to jump the gun here because our, 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 our thoughts are with Tiger and him getting healthy and being with his family. Um, but again, Tiger is famous and we all love him because of his golfing abilities. And, and this is, this is something that I'm just going to kind of lean on. Uh, but if Tiger can somehow get out of this and he is able to to stand on two legs, uh, I think Tiger will win again. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm say it right now. It. I'm, I'm gonna to love the point. it. Love it. I hope he does. Uh, it, it, the the guy the golf IQ that Tiger has is just insane. Like no no one on the planet right now that is living has the golf IQ that he has. Um, the only one that I would compare him with would be like a Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, Ben Hogan, some of these guys who are obviously not not playing professionally at this point. So if Tiger can somehow make it around and walk around a golf course, which I hope I hope and pray that he is able to do that because these injuries are very are, are very extensive and um, you're talking about his legs, you know. Uh, so again, the, I I don't want to be numb to the situation. We, we obviously are we're thinking about him and his health and his family, but at the same time, if there is a chance that he can, can get out of this and, and somehow can play, I'm never going to count Tiger out. Never. No, I yeah. just can't, I can't do it because he's proved everybody wrong too many hey, times. Only a fool would, right? Like you'd be crazy. Yeah. Um, he's already yeah. won on one leg once. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's shown us. So like, I, you know, you go Ruth, Ali, Jordan, Tiger Woods. Like, I mean, in all honesty, right? And, and, I, and I'm stealing from, you know, Mike Wilbon, who I'm a huge fan of, you know, on PTI. So I can't say, like, those are my picks. But it, it makes sense. Like, he, Tiger is in that class. And, um, you know, we all grew – we grew up with it. Like, we truly did, right? I mean, it was – this is our sport, our generation, and we had a front row seat. And it's been, Incredible. it's been a, it, it, it's it's been a joy, you know. Like I, I, it's hard to describe, and, and I hope it's not over. And, and along the lines of what Jay said, like, so you know, Tiger's camp has always been so tight lipped, so we really don't know all the details, you know. And and yeah, when 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 they are so kind of, you know, closed off that allows the rumors to perpetuate. So we all are hearing those, but as Jay said, like if, if, if anybody could do it, it'd be him. And, 
you know, you, we read the articles, you know, we were all sending them back and forth to each other, you know, which has been, you know, one of the really cool parts of doing this podcast with you guys is, is how, you know, ingrained we are back in golf again. I mean, we all, yeah. we live it and breathe it every day. We all do, but like just the stories and their articles and stuff, but like, I think Mike, you probably sent it, um, but you know, the, the, the correlations to this and Hogan's accident, right? So there was an age difference, you know, Hogan was younger, um, at different times. And, and, it, you know, I see that. And my, my response to that is it like, you know, let's, you can't treat them as such the same, right? It's a, it's a different person, a different time, a different everything, but you, you only hope for the best. Um, my, my biggest thing is, all right, so say Tiger can't play golf again. Say he can't play golf again. Now what? That's my biggest fear. Like for a guy that is, you know, workout fiend. Now all of a sudden you can't, yeah. you know, so that's my fear. So, well, I think that's, that's a great point, Tom, because what does he do? We, we all know he's, he's fought demons in a couple of different ways. You know, you, you want to talk about the, the adultery is a, a demon, right? He, he had the DUI issue with the pain meds before that's a demon. So you, you take away someone's whole life. I mean, the guy's been doing this since he was two years old. So he, he can't play golf. You do get concerned about what he's going to do after now granted luckily he has his his kids and his family to hopefully you know keep him straight and keep him on the narrow up on you know but yeah his his, his mental well-being could could suffer because of this you know yeah. you think of i mean this is a terrible analogy but yeah. if someone you know you talk about our veterans that come back they're in iraq afghanistan for decades and then they come home and and they they suffer right they, they've been in this lifestyle for so long you wonder you know especially because he's had some demons in the past and again that's a terrible he's a golfer he's he's not a veteran i don't try to you know undermine what what yeah. the veterans are but i'm but just talking about from, what a, you're from, saying. A, yeah. from a mental health PTSD, standpoint you know ptsd is re it doesn't have to be you know war related you know there's i've got you know close friends that you know, the mother struggles from PTSD from um, a situation with their third child being born. Yes. Yeah, it could be, be in any avenue of life. And I think that's that's a great point. And look, I think, you know, for on a bigger topic, you know, mental health in this country, in my opinion, is one of the biggest, most important, you know, points that needs to be addressed um, top to bottom. Uh, and, and I think, you know, whether it's, you know, the education of our, our children, we all, you know, all, all five of us have, you know, young kids Four. there's, there's one, four two, of us. Three, four, yeah. four. Well, yeah. I, I saw four screen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was rolling. Wasn't I doing yeah, something? You were doing really good. good. That was Damn great. Oh, I mean, to your simple point, math killed it. it we're, hey, we're all, we're all messed up a little bit, you know, some of us can't add. I mean, I'm being honest. We're, we all have our issues. We're all messed up a little bit. Like for just for, to say that somebody, oh, this person is different because they have this problem or they have this mental disorder, this mental disease, that's 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 bullshit. Like oh. we we all have things that we all have our demons, we all have things that we deal with. So hey, let's try to look out for our fellow humans here and you know, figure it out. I mean, and again, I, I know how do we pick people up? Exactly. Right? How we I pick need... people up and, and and Tiger needs he'll he will need to be picked up and by his by his friends, by his family, by his fans.
by us. And I think, whole, yeah, and I think golf world, and we will. Exactly. I think, I golf think, world I think, will rally I think everyone will, and and I think they'll recognize. And and you know, even I, I'll be honest with you, I, I've even heard a couple people, you know, criticize Tiger even still after this accident. Well, you know, well that's what that's what he deserved based on his prior events. And I'm like, I know who you're talking about. Look, guys, I was like, look, uh, is he a perfect individual? No, he's not. Show me me one. None of us are. But think about this. How many people do you think Tiger has influenced or inspired in in his lifetime? He's 45 years old. How many people? I mean, look, everybody in that field last week, everyone in that field last week is accrediting, for the most part, Tiger for – for why they even started playing golf. The winner of the tournament, Colin Morikawa, was in tears saying that he would have never played golf if, if it weren't for Tiger. Regardless of what, what mistakes he made and, and, and what he did is extracurricular activities, yes, he, there was, those were things that most people, are, uh, and, and almost all people, do not condone. But on the golf course, and and what he did and how he inspired people and and the things that he did to to get people to uh, do something better than what they are doing currently. That's it's that's I think that's the definition of inspiration. Yeah. If Tiger didn't do that to for thousands millions of people, how do you not give him some type of credit? Um, well, look, I mean, Jay, like, I, and I, you know, I hope I'm not speaking out of line here, guys, and and y'all will tell me afterwards, man, but. And if you're a tiger hater, then, you know, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast because, yeah. you know, we don't, um, we're not going to sit here and condone and, 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 you know, put him on any pedestal higher than he should be, but, you know, he's a man, um, just like the rest of us. And, and, uh, he's in a tough spot and, and, you know, that's all you can say is like, I don't care if it's tiger woods or, or, you know, your, your neighbor's grandfather that gets in a car accident like this. You just, you, you, your, your heart aches. So we're, we're all in the golf business in different facets, right? We all come from this from kind of different areas of the golf industry and the golf business. He helps our wallets, right? He helps our bank accounts. He helps our industry. He helps what we do every day, right? And so, yeah, the guys on the PGA Tour have an appreciation for what he's done for building up the tour to what it is now and and Colin Morikawa can win $1.9 million on a weekend where guys weren't winning that in a whole year, you know, when Tiger started. And so, yeah, they have an appreciation for it. We have an appreciation for it. He, he makes our industry better and you know, it's, uh, well, and I want to, I want to be clear on one thing. Um, and Tom, Tom kind of mentioned it briefly. We say, you know, not necessarily something we condone, but, there's a lot of athletes out there that if you knew what was going on in their personal life behind closed doors, we would not have jerseys uh, with their names on the back of it. However, Tiger was under an absolute microscope. Again, not condoning what happened. I wish him absolute best with everything. I think he's the greatest of all time. But with that being said, I, I feel like Ding. Ding. Ty- Tiger has <laughs> <laughs> Tiger has been um, unjustly put under a microscope uh, to examine every degree of his life because of the superstar he was. And when he did trip up, they dug more and they found more. You could take a lot of our professional athletes out there today and put them through that same fine-tooth comb 
uh, I think you're going to find a lot of things that you know, you wouldn't be proud of. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the Tiger haters, you know, I don't have a lot of time for because ultimately I love him as a golfer. I think he is a great person. I think he made some mistakes. I think a lot of us make mistakes. Um, his just happened to be in front of uh, hundreds of millions of viewers and, yeah. uh, you know, an expensive Nikon camera. Yeah, I think I mean and again I don't I think if you judge every man on their on their flaws then you then you find no just man. You're not you hold on wait wait. That was Did you just is that you or did you read that? Cuz if not we need to write that down. That was philosophical. That was deep and heavy for this podcast. Wow. Judge a man by his flaws you find no just man. Yeah, I mean that's the truth. Like I know, all, but it's beautiful. I want to put that on my bumper sticker. T-shirt. Can we make that a T-shirt? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's, hold on. Let's, let's all be honest. If that is just out of Jay's mouth, it, we're none of us are surprised. Because <laughs> he's he's a he's a he's a linguist, man. He's a smart son but, of a bitch. But, but, fucking Aristotle over here. No, but I mean, in all honesty, let's let's judge him on let's judge him on his accomplishments and who he is, who is in, who he has influenced and inspired. I mean, look at, again, look at all the people who, who he has inspired. I mean, inspiration is, is not just about how you, how you affect someone emotionally, but how you affect someone emotionally to where they can get up and do something action. Like, what are they going to do? Like Colin Morikawa, I didn't play golf. I watched Tiger play and now I play golf and now I'm a top 10 player in the world. Yeah. I I was inspired based on what he did to now what I do, my action. Like that is that is deep right there. Like you're you're making a big impact on somebody with 100%. your actions. You know, again, not everything is perfect. He didn't do everything correctly. Again, like we show said, me, like, show me one, you know, athlete or public figure i don't care who it was i don't care if it was martin luther king or you know no one's perfect no one and that's, yeah. and that's, I feel like we, we, that's, what, that's where the miss is sometimes and i think that you know as a society we sometimes put people on such a pedestal that you know they're all human you're, you're not allowed to be flawed and yeah. the problem is that a lot of times by the time we put these people up there they already have had flaws and that's it's it's yeah. funny how a lot of times if you really think about it, and I, and I'm putting Tiger in in a in a pretty big category with some some big other folks, like a lot of times what gets these folks is you know when I say like in quotes, it's it's not what happens when they're on there, it's what's happened years ago. Sure, sure. And I, I just like yeah. let's let's just. Well, and know, I think too, for, I have face value, right? I have yet, and I'm I gotta do it. I'm gonna do it soon. I haven't watched that. HBO Max documentary, but the oh, people yeah. that I have talked to, and I've heard some people on the radio and read some articles about it. You know, it, I'm not saying his dad screwed him up, but no, I'll say it, Mike, because you always want me to say shit, right? He was not a, a great role model. I mean, there's stories that he was on the putting ground yes. when he was eight, nine years old, and his dad's <laughs> in a Winnebago in the parking lot banging someone, right? Yeah. So, yeah, his, you can credit his dad for making him an unbelievable golfer, but I think you can also blame him for some of the, the you know the flaws too the, the social the sh- right here social and that and yes that. yes it's it's it's, it's between the ears right jay it's um it's it's like i don't know it, it's uh, again you know we're judging we're judging another human 
but <laughs> based on how they raise their child. And if, if someone else were in our house right now, judging us on how we raise our child. Hey, we're fucking amazing fathers. All right. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. right. McLean. F and amazing. Too soon. Oh, mine are. Too soon. I saw one earlier. Um, I haven't seen two of them in like a couple and hours. And I will say like the one thing I, I actually, I do like a lot of the things that Ty, uh, that Earl did, you know, again, we may maybe get off topic here, but I do like a lot of the things that Earl did with Tiger in, ter- in terms of teaching him, uh, you know, some mental fortitude and discipline. Um, but the At one what thing age that, though, some of that shit. No, was no, no, no. Uh, let me, let me finish. The one thing that I don't like is, is teaching or telling your son that he is going to be transcendent and, and teaching him or telling him that he is going to change the face of humanity. Like some of these words are, are, yeah. too big for a child to understand and the the amount of pressure that a kid can feel from having a parent tell them that they're going to do that um tell them they're going to be more influent more influential than gandhi like that's like a weird burden to put on a a young child i think and i think i, I do think that tiger struggled socially to to fit in in a lot of ways and um you know, and it's all, you know, a lot of it's, it's kind of spilling over here, um, later in his life. Um, and, and a lot of the other things that Earl taught him, he, we saw that as a a late teenager, early twenties and early thirties where he dominated in golf. So, you know, it's a little give and take. Um, but like I said, we, we should, we should be appreciative of where he is and what he's done Glad that he's still on the planet and glad that he's not, you know, he, he, he was not killed in that car accident. And the fact that we can still bite off of some of the knowledge that he's learned over the last 45 years of his life. I mean, it's, it's so incredible. Like uh, the things that we could learn from, from Tiger. Uh, so I'm just very grateful that he's here regardless of, of any flaw that he had. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, we'll we'll move on here, but you know, well we got four four massive fans here. Uh, Tiger, big cat, you got our support. We hope to see you back on the golf course soon. Quick, speedy recovery. The golf world's thinking about you, but let's. Uh, you know, we've mentioned him a couple of times. Let's move forward to you know the the tournament this past week, past weekend, the World Golf Championship at the Concession, whatever the hell the name of it was, Workday, something or other. It was really long, but Colin Morikawa. Wins it, you know we, you know we we joked last weekend, you know, text with Tom that I aired him out via via text and. But um, I, I, I'm I'm fired up, so just don't no. I, well, so the, I'm gonna I'm gonna air Jay out in a little bit. So Jay Jay mentioned no. at some point during our text uh, exchange that we have every day that he has a man crush on Rory McIlroy. Yeah, I, I second the man crush on Rory. Like, who does it? Who does? I, it? I, I have a lot of man crushes when it comes to tour guys. I'll admit it. I'm fine. Um, Rory McIlroy is that your number there. one? Though? Is Rory your number one? I, I don't know. Um, Rory's my. I'm. I'm. I'm a huge. But so like JT is up there for me. Big JT guy. Great player. Obviously, he seems like a cool dude. Love to go out, hang up, have a beer with him. Colin Morikawa is rising in my man crush ranks on the PGA Tour. Uh, I've loved the guy for a while. He just had this thing about him. His golf swing is amazing. He won me a lot of money last year when I put 20 bucks on him to win the PGA championship. 
and did it. So uh, mm. my my wife has some beautiful earrings that I got her for our 10th anniversary because of Colin Morikawa. So she's a big Morikawa fan. Colin, shout out, Colin. Good That's looking right. out, buddy. So, you know, um, help me get laid, pal. So I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> but God, man, his swing is so good. He he played Ooh. a t- a tiger esque round, right? He had a couple stroke lead, and he had an early bogey. But then after that, it was pretty balls. Like he didn't let anyone come near him. He had that kind of killer instinct. He knew what to do, how to play that golf course. His iron game is as good as you know. Tiger's probably the greatest iron player, one of them of all time. Yeah, um, Morikawa yeah. is is. You know, it's obviously early in his career, but he has the potential to be up there too because he doesn't hit it a long way. He's like 125th in driving distance, which is again stupid because he hits it 300 yards. But I'm say still probably a mile. You He's know, if all you look around at, a very solid player. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, if he and he figured out his putting, well, for this week, you know, he went to that um Claw, scissor, pencil, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's all the same to me. Well, he went to a mallet too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's been playing with a mallet for a little while. So, so my question is this if you were taking putting advice from Marco Mira, who hadn't broken an egg in a long time, like what like hey, where work. are you in your in your game? Like you're Colin Moore Coward. You can go get putting advice from anybody. Well, I guess it worked out. Yeah, I mean it's hard it to work out. hard to argue. Thanks, Jay. Um, it didn't work out. Did it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it could be like well, one point I mean, nine million. I, I'm saying like how? Like all of a sudden you're like, I mean, is 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 like is is he like a putting guru now? Well, well, well I mean, again, to to Colin Morikawa, Colin Morikawa's credit, he is such an old soul here. He's so knowledgeable and so smart he's like look i'm not I'm gonna go find the old guy no 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 i mean he's like I- i've been using this putting style the traditional putting style it's not working which i'm a fan of like anytime i see a guy who switches to this weird putting style i'm like there's a reason that you're that you're switching yeah but do um, you see that as like oh i can beat the shit out of that guy because he's putting so poorly I, normally normally i would say that i'm right. like oh well you're using a belly putter you're using a long putter you're using the claw grip yeah under the gun i'm gonna yeah, I say gotcha. i can beat you to colin morikawa's defense he didn't have to rely on his putter at the end of the he had a three-stroke oh, lead no you hit it, so he didn't, you hit it like this no. i'm like, oh. Now, granted, now if that changes where he gets to a point where he has to hit a he has to make a 12 footer to win a tournament, does he make it with the the claw scissor grip? Then I don't know. Maybe not. We haven't seen it yet, but I think probably. But and he had a couple of, you know, I watched actually more of it on Saturday than than yesterday because uh, shout out to my brother. I was over his house. Happy birthday, Anthony Maroney. Um, Tony, but, birthday, Anthony. That name drop. That's a name, That's a name drop. drop. Right? That's a name drop for me. My brother. For How about sure. that? You know, a lot of birthdays this weekend. Shout out, getting a ding. But Meggers, right? He had a couple sketchy. I mean, his tempo is not fantastic. Yeah, right. It's it's not great. He hit a couple poor putts. Especially a couple lag putts. You can see it's just not a very consistent rhythm in his putting stroke. But again, if he hits it as good as he hits it, he doesn't have to rely. He's going to be half decent. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs does not agree with us, Mikey. Go ahead. So I. It, Say it. Look, look at it this Come way. Come on, Jay. Bring so the if truth. you if you are real if you really struggle with the traditional putting style, yes, anything will be better. That's like 
if, if you've got a guy who shoots a basketball and they can't hit the rim shooting it traditionally with the right hand, okay, I'm going to go with the two handed, you know, over, you know, tumbler. Oh, okay, great. You, you're able to not, you're able to hit the backboard now. Does that make you a great shooter? No, it doesn't make you a great shooter, but you're not as bad as you were before. You're just efficient so, now. Yeah, you're just, you're just not as bad. And he, he's relying on his strengths, which is his, which Mikey said is his ball striking. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm not discrediting it. I think it's great. It was a great move. No, no, I, I, by, I totally think it's switching great. Switching to it, it allowed him to control his speed a little bit better. Uh, does he have more feel in terms of making putts and reading greens a little bit better? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But uh, he won. He shot eight. What did he shoot? Seventeen, eighteen under. Eighteen under. Eighteen under. So, I mean, I'm not knocking. Look, don't look. look let yeah, me back. no, no. no. I'm not knocking anything. I'm just giving you a little grief. And we got off that, you know, the the previous podcast, which was stressful for me. So now I'm feeling very free. So I'm gonna probably gonna say <laughs> a lot of things. I might piss all y'all off. Yeah, no, no, you won't piss me off. It's, it's impossible. No, I love it. me off. You know I love you. I love Man, it. I will but you're right, Jake. Jake, Mark it's like the, that's a great example. That's a perfect, you know, example about when, when like where the stress in your game lies. <laughs> So if you if you hit every fairway and every green, like you know, is, is is the is it putting your stress or is it not? Like if you can't drive it on the planet, and you know, but you're a great putter, you got a good iron game. You know, it's, it's a totally different. I, I can't I can't concentrate. Jay's, Jay's making me laugh. All right, somebody else say something. I don't even remember what I was talking about. Yeah, Jay just no, here's, here's my whole thing. That's so amazing, Jim. So I'm going to give you a quick a, a quick take, and not that I should be an example for anyone, but a great camera I remember when I got, first way, switched to <laughs> – you like that? I, I'm on an iPad. I, I'm, I'm technical difficulties here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you like that? I need to trim my nose hairs because I can't. No, you look good. Um, you actually look with that nice. being said, yeah. ding, ding. Um, so – what I think Colin is experiencing a little bit. Uh, I remember when I was trying to play and I first switched to the belly putter, all of a sudden I started seeing some putts go in and uh, then it all of a sudden became fun to practice. And I started practicing more. Yeah. The next thing you know, I became a good putter and yeah. I played when I was trying to play minis, I putted with the belly putter. I yeah. putted really, really good with it. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of that was because all of a sudden I saw something happen and I had something new to try practicing became fun. I think Colin might be going through a little bit of that right now. Uh, I think, you know, time will tell if he's able to stick with this and see long-term success. I think some of it's uh, a little bit of the, the shine, if you will, where it's shiny, new and fun. It's the honeymoon um, phase. He can, it's the honeymoon phase. That's exactly right. Great way to put it, Mike. Um, great input. Yeah. Cause we're all um, married. We know that shit doesn't last, right? <laughs> no shit. Well, um, the good thing with that, with that, said, being said, okay, said, said that being my said, okay, that being said, with that being said, point, I love you, honey. I love you. My whole point I'm trying to get back to, and we talked briefly about it this weekend. Um, has anyone made long term success with just the claw? You can argue Webb has with the arm lock claw, but I don't think that's the traditional. You know, you have your Chris DeMarco made it something. Um, I love Chris DeMarco, nothing negative about Chris DeMarco. Um, and I, I would know, take Colin Morikawa's career over Chris DeMarco's career right now. I mean, hey, of course you would. How many? Well, how many? How many wins did Chris DeMarco have? I'm guessing. Everybody, give a throw out right now. Go. I say five. Three. I'm going to say four. Three. 
I'm gonna say three, but, but at the same time, either way, is there I a mean, player on tour that has made the claw work long term? Oh, how many was that? I'm sorry, three wins. Was it three? Did anyone say that? Um, three wins. So wasn't here for that. Colin Morikawa has already eclipsed Chris Demarco with the claw, yeah, but Colin Morikawa would be offended if we put him in the same sentence as Colin Morikawa doesn't know who the fuck Chris Demarco is. <laughs> no, he doesn't. His 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 grand is his grandfather. How many how many exactly. wins did Mark Amira have after he switched though? That's the Ooh. that's the trick. Again, all I of love these guys, all I of love these guys that we were referring to are a su- superior ball strikers. I mean, superior ball strikers. So let's not. Great point. You know what I mean, it's a great point. Not, this is not what's making Morikawa. This is not what made Marco Mira. This is not what made Chris DeMarco. These guys were great ball strikers. That's the difference. They had they to just, figure out something. Right? They just they just made their really poor putting a little bit better. I'm, I mean, in all honesty. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's it. I mean, Chris DeMarco is, was a great for, – for five years, he was a great ball striker, great driver of the golf, bar, golf ball, and he hit the ball close to the hole a lot. And he just found a way to not hit really bad putts a lot, and he and he almost won a Masters. And right. So does that happen. translate, though? Does that translate yeah. throughout history of golf? Like, and This is a huge generalization. but um, And Hogan is a curious. perfect example. Yeah. yeah, so guys that were amazing ball strikers throughout the history of golf, that the guys that kind of were quirky putters were a lot of times were the great ball strikers, right? Yeah, uh, and, and part of it, and I'm I, talking I'll, at the top, at the top end. I'm t- I'll tell you a little tidbit about the psychology, the psychology of being a great ball striker. These these guys who are supreme ball strikers that hit 16, 17, 18 greens around. Oh. Tiger, I'm going to throw out. Okay, I'm putting yeah. him out. I'm putting Jack out. These two outliers i'm going to put them out because they were clutch putters um and they and they made it made it work and that's why they're the top two players of all time so everyone else that was a great ball striker that you know of that you have a weird sense of pressure to make more putts like you're like you see yourself miss more putts because you're on the green more and you don't realize now you're close more you're getting more stats that tell you oh you should make uh, you know, 90% of your putts from three feet and in. You should make 75% of your putts from five feet and in. Now, now these stats are helping these guys a little bit, but back in the day, guys would hit 16, 17, 18 greens around and they would only make four putts and they would make, they would shoot 68. And they're like, oh man, I, you know, I, I could have shot 64 if I had made those two 20 footers. Well, you know what, you know, making a 20 footer, you know, that you've got a 20% chance to make a 20 footer that's breaking three feet left to right. You're not going to make those, you know? And so that adds to that, that pressure that you put them. And then all of a sudden you think you're a bad putter. Um, and, and, and now, and, and now that, that weighs on you every single time you go out and play. And now you think you're not a good putter and Ben Hogan and, and was really, he really was like that. I mean, he he started. He really got into his head, and 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 you guys, you guys listening, uh, he hated putting. He hated putting, but as he as he got better and better at ball striking, he started getting worse and worse at putting, and he started changing his setup. He started going flatter and flatter and flatter and flatter because. He he couldn't make putts and he couldn't figure out what was going on. So he kept getting because he liked 
from a, from a ball striking t- standpoint, he liked it to like to have that handle leading low, and he liked it because that was the way that he hit the ball solidly. With putting, it didn't correlate the same way because we, as we all know, the more flat the shaft gets as you putt, the more face rotation you have. I mean, that's there. I don't. There's no other way to say. Remember it. a name? I'm gonna throw a name out right now. That's physics, but flat, um, flat putter shaft. Jumbo Ozaki. Ozaki. Yeah. Jumbo. Which he is an anomaly. Um, it, and it, no it, question. It, but they always, well, always the say, you know, hey, Jumbo, get your hands a little higher. You might make a few He more did putts. it with an upright putter. Yeah. He well, it's like a Sayoki, too. Flat. I mean, I say upright. It was probably standard lie angle, but he did it with a putter that wasn't bent flat. Yeah. It was like he hit everything on the bottom and just got it rolling end over end. Yeah. Remember he did that thing? He did that. <laughs> he was awesome. Those guys, Jumbo and and uh, I mean those guys. That that was the glory days of golf. As some I might remember say. a guy who could roll it, uh, Shigeki. Yeah, Mariyama. Yeah, he used to putt it. I mean, it looked like he was putting to a fifty-five gallon drum. Yeah, he was a little guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could putt. He, he shot really fifty-nine putt. at the at Woodmont yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Open qualifier. Yeah. He got yeah, and that, and that is a hard golf course. Jay, no, Jay, you played that thing a couple times. Like, yeah. I just played there for fun, but they would set that up so hard for that yeah. U.S. Open qualifier. I mean, it would like. Two under would get in, right, Jay? Yeah. Well, he, you know, to to the course's defense, there was a south and a north, and I, I believe the south course was the Zoiza course, which played quite a bit easier than the north course. Um, but since they've come, they've pretty much changed it. Uh, Pete Went is was the director of. Uh, well, he was a superintendent there for a while. Now he's at Congressional. He's manning up that big that big renovation there, but. Uh, Pete changed that golf course at, at Woodmont. And it, it was, I mean, in the last, when he got there, it, they hosted a U.S. women's, was a U.S. women's amateur. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was U.S. Yeah. Amateur. Uh, you know, I, the last time I was there playing for the, uh, playing the U.S. Open sectionals, it, it could easily host a U.S. USGA event, USGA event, which it did. And it was incredible. David, I think perfect. that was perfect. U.S. Open in a heartbeat, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it really could. I mean, it's a great – It's a, the North Course, for sure, is a really tough, tough – Who designed it? Course. That's a good question. I, I'm question. not sure. We should I, know. I would like to know that. We should know that. We should. Uh, hey, on the – I just, should know that. My father was director of golf there. Um, your, dad, your dad was director of golf at Woodmont? Well, in the 80, late 80s, early 90s. Gosh, what a great golf course, man. man I love course. that place. Oh, Shout out to David Doyle. Valuable yeah. piece of real estate in the United States of America. So it's like that. Un- I'm sorry, undeveloped, undeveloped real estate. So it's uh, oh. Central Park, L.A. Country Club, and Woodmont Country Club. Being you know, it's it's kind of proximity oh. to. I mean, Woodmont is is completely surrounded by homes, and I mean, if you pull into the golf course, it's like there's a Best Buy like right on the corner. Oh, it's like it's like a, your own well, little sanctuary. But, but what it's makes it like cooler, uh, Washington? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you're on the golf course and you see deer running, just jo- yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah, no one's gonna, no one's gonna mess with me here. <laughs> All right, so you mentioned LPJ, Mikey. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping in, but like Annika this weekend, 
Oh, is that cool? Great to see. How yeah, cool real, is it yeah. for someone to come back? Make she doesn't look like she's off? aged a day. It's been 13 Crazy. years since she played on the LPGA tour, <sighs> and like, makes, I miss a, makes, the, makes the cut. 50 years old. You remember how awesome that was? How great! Talk about Tiger and his dominance. Like, I mean, yeah, she was dominant. She was so dominant, dominant. so dominant for a so, long time too. Not for a short period by any stretch. No, she no. had her Kari Webb and Sayri Pot competitors, but <laughs> she kept going and kept going. Was that a name drop? You're welcome. Was, was uh, no, but just but, kept well, going. Do you know going. them? Do you? Yeah, know that them? wasn't a name drop. I mean, think about the other. I said Tiger oh, Woods. Yeah. It's not a name drop. <laughs> there he is. Yeah, There's right. Mikey. Hey, buddy. Hey, yeah, it was just a good pull. Yeah, fucking off. asshole. Hey, hey, I told you about that. Mass hole, I can say it. You can't. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> only yeah. mass holes yeah. can call people yes, mass holes. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah, today's generation takes offense to stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're moving on. Uh, we're moving on. Censored myself there. But real real fast on Morikawa, he's got over a 10% win percentage. As a pro, it's all that. Yeah, that's impressive. He's played in 41 PGA Tour events, but a couple of those were as amateurs. I think it's like 39 or 38 as a pro, and he's won four times. I mean, that's the only person that has a better win percentage that's active right now. Well, obviously Tiger, but um, no, Rom. John Rom's got a better win percentage. Yeah, DJ's like nine percent. Yeah. Um and and Rom's just a little bit better, I think, like eleven percent. Like it's close. The but. only thing with Morikawa is that like he'll go. There's something about him you don't like, Jay. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. I, no, I do just like. Come him. on, look. I, I talked about Jordan Spieth. Yeah. Say no, it. No, no, Hear it out. No, come no, on. No, Cleansing. If you want to pull the hate oh. out of me, it's not from Morikawa. I, know, I do you like. Got him. no hate. You got no hate. Come on. I do. I mean, there's some guys, but we'll. He's like, oh, I do. <laughs> We'll dig on that later, but no, I do like him. I, I think he's really cool. I, I love his style. I love how he interacts with the the camera. I love how he interacts with the the commentators. And he's like I said, he's very genuine. His his acceptance speech in in terms of what he said about Tiger, his grandfather passing away. This this is like he's such a cool guy. Seems classy, and he gets yeah, very it. He's classy, mature for. Yeah, he's becoming the face. He he's the he but, can be the face of yeah, the team. He, he can be for sure. Um, but he'll go like two weeks and finish 50th and 40th and 50th, and then he'll win, which is great. But if you're trying to be the top player, which is great. Well, when Jay says which is great, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean it's great. Would that be said? No, it is great. It is great. I mean, if you can win four times and you've only been on only been on tour for two years and you've got four wins and one of them is a major, that's great. No, I know what you're saying though. You, if you watched the major together when he won the PGA, we were sitting there together. We watched. Yeah, we were together watching that, and we were we were loving it. The shot he hit on that drivable before par four, remember that? Was, it was oh. incredible. Like, and I think he's got that. And I think he's trying to hone it like that. And kind of like uh, what we've talked about earlier, you've got to have that instinct, innate ability to like close and win. And I think he has it. There's no question. He's won four times in, in uh, two years. But once he figures out how to close the gap on these, like every week, like look at Rory. You know, while Rory is not – Rory's not playing his best. He's already admitted. He's like, look, I'm not playing my best. I'm still trying to figure it out. What did Rory finish last week? Sixth, seventh? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. 
So he finishes sixth, seventh, every that you know, top ten, and he's not playing his best. Um, so you take a you take a guy like Rory, where when Rory says, "Hey, I'm on," like, okay, everybody, watch <laughs> watch out because Rory's bringing the heat. So he went back. He's going by eight. Exactly. That's my point. So that's my point. So I, I, I love, I love Colin. I love the way he's doing things. I think he's still just not quite in that top echelon. He's close. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. I number, would, number four in the world. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's great. It's incredible. It's but incredible. I, I totally but if I had to bet on somebody, if I had to bet on somebody, if somebody held a gun to my head and say, you know, Hey, there's going to be the top 70 players in the world and they're going to play for the win. Uh, I would probably, I'd probably pick Rory or Dustin. No, but Jay, no, I that's, totally. That's fine. That's that's fine. I agree with that. I mean, totally. uh, that's nothing against Colin. I think he's right there. He's right on the on the on the cusp. So one well, one more stat, do you real feel like fast. He was on that list. Oh, sorry, Mike. I apologize. I don't no, mean to interrupt. But where do you think he is on that list, though? I mean, just realistically, though, because I think he's at worst between five and ten. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No question. Yeah, yeah. Five you know, and seven. Sure, there's in the middle of it. Yeah, no, he. I he, think. I, I'd probably pick him fourth or fifth, he, somewhere in that realm right now, especially based off of you know. So you, had to, you had to tell me next week who's going to win. The only reason he's not number one or two is because he won last week. Yeah, no, I agree, hundred percent. I think he's. Do we he's get in that? He's used, in that. He's hey in guys, that. guys, seriously, question: Do we get too used to like a guy, you know, a tiger who, when in his prime, it was every week. He yes. was either going to win or he's going to finish top. Five. He ruined us. Um, and, and then we had like, you know, Rory had a little flash where he kind of played like that. DJ's done that. Like, you know, do we expect too much at times from some of these guys? Cause hundred percent, hundred percent. And, and that's us as fans. Like that's kind of our right, you know? Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's unfair hundred percent. Yeah. But that's, you know, expectations are, are what us fans have to, to live on. So, um, yeah, but I think, you know, he, he's right there. There's there's a there's a young crop like some of these guys. Like it, it's it's exciting. I, I think. Well, that's that's kind of where I want to go next. Is you talk about this young crop and the same go right there. Go the, the same graduating class, Ooh, right? Or it. the I guess I'm not graduating class because Wolf came out early, but Wolf, Hovland, Morikawa, these guys that all came out together. Hovland is playing really well. Doesn't have the wins that Morikawa has. He's got two wins. Morikawa's got four with a major and a world golf championship. But he's, you know, McLean texted us. He's that Morikawa is the best of that crop. But Hovland is is close. I, I definitely think Morikawa is the best. But, I mean, Hovland's last, like, eight world war, uh, worldwide starts are all, like, top 12. I think maybe other than one start. It's Well, I think that until... I shouldn't say until because that's incorrect because I watch Hovland chip in twice in one round this week. Now, they were both a little bit tougher or like maybe a little bit outside of what you consider just a normal pitch shot, which I actually think for a guy who's having the yips is an easier shot when you have to put more thought into it. You know, that 30 yard out of the rough, got to land it here versus that straightforward chip. That's where the guys really struggle when you're having trouble with your chip, your chipping. Um, but with that being said, Morikawa is the most complete player out of all of them. I don't think it's even close. Even with Morikawa's putting, which it looks like he's gotten dialed in with this claw and mallet um, configuration, but I think at the same time, um, Morikawa's gone a little bit 
I don't want to say overshadowed, but Hovland's had a lot of press, especially early with what he did. And Matthew Wolf, because of his swing, gets a lot of press. And I think Morikawa gets a little bit overshadowed at times, even though he has the best record, has seen the most success. And in my eyes, I know I know Tom loves Max Homa's swing right now, but man, how do you not like Colin Morikawa's move on the golf ball? His it's tempo, his so rhythm, everything that he does with a golf club, I'm envious of. And to yeah. me, complete game from T to green. We've said he's not the longest, but when you hit it in the middle as often as he does, you don't have to be the longest. I think he has a great combination of distance and accuracy. I think he has a great combination of iron game, short game. Uh, I think he has the most complete package where you look at a guy and say, you know, I think that guy has a 25 to 30 year career out here. I oh, think easy. you look at some of the other guys and it's like, yeah, you know, and it, no disrespect to Matt Wolf. I like his golf swing. I like what he does, but his timing has to say pretty tight for that to be a long-term move and a long-term career. Sorry, I don't mean to be long-winded, but you, no, you guys tell me what your thoughts are. Oh, you you're long-winded now? Oh. My my, um, my I I you know, I think yeah. you're I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I I love Colin Morikawa. I actually really love Victor Hovland. And the reason I think Colin Morikawa's swing is phenomenal, just like you said. I think he, I think he checks all the boxes mentally. I think he checks all the boxes from a swing standpoint. I think he checks all the boxes from a chipping standpoint. And I think his putting, from a putting standpoint, it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's pretty good. Um, but so that's you give like that to, check, or you give that like a little, like a I'm little. giving like a halfway, kind of like a half check. Half check. Good enough from where he hits it. But exactly, he 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 does everything else so so well. And again, we've talked about this on on previous on previous pods. But for the guys that you see are the most successful, I mean, look at Dustin Johnson. Dustin has won a tournament every single year since he's been a pro since 2007 or six. Seven, seven pretty, what pretty impressive every yeah. single year. And how is Dustin ranked in terms of putting? He's not by, by no means is Dustin Johnson the best putter. He and uh, he gets the ball close to the hole. Yeah. You can be you can be an you can be an average putter to above average putter. Now, if Colin Morikawa ever ever finds out how to be a great putter with the way that he strikes it and the way that he thinks himself around the golf course, then He's going to probably win multiple majors. He's already won one. But I do like Victor Hovland in the sense of he drives the ball really well. He's a great iron player. He's not a great chipper. We all know this. He is a pretty decent putter. Um, but I tell you what, I do love the 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 thought process and the confidence and the the uh, some grittiness to him. Yeah, he's he's gritty. Uh, he's not uh, he's not afraid to mess up. Like if he messes up, he's like, ah, you know what? Hey, I did I did my best. Like, hey, screw you guys. You know, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Like, I well, hit look, the shot I could hit. So I do like that. I I would I would rate Matt Wolf at the uh, on the bottom end of those three guys. In all honesty, yeah. and I, I be selling insurance in three years. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that, but I I I do think that there's a reason that these guys um, look at like perfect example. Look at somebody like Jim Furyk. Like he's got a kind of a similar golf swing. No, it's different. Totally different. 
No, 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 no. Hold on. Hear Not me. Really. Hear me out. Hear me out. Well, we will. Because we we will. That's what we do here. Um, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, because we don't have a choice. But uh, <laughs> so Jim Furyk, he's got kind of a unique golf swing, right? But he doesn't swing it at 125 miles an hour. Matt Wolf does. Matt Wolf does. So when Matt Wolf is off with that golf swing, it's like it's miscut, 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 win, miscut, 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 win. Jim Furyk is like top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, win, top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10, win. I like the second or better. I mean, and it is what it is. I mean, we do all love the junkyard dog on this pod. I mean, let's be honest. Junkyard dog. I like that. That's a good analogy. He is the ultimate grinder. Like, who does not like Jim Furyk? If you don't like Jim Furyk, stop listening to this podcast. Yeah, if you don't like Jim Furyk, get the fuck we're gonna out. Talk you should, about you should stop listening. Every episode. You should stop listening to this podcast if you don't like Jim Furyk because yeah. he is you know, friend of mine. the coolest guys on the planet. Um, Tom, Tom, you need to give Jim Jim a call and get him on this. Get him on the we will. We'll, we'll get that on there. I mean – Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk is a great athlete too. He played high school. I don't know what sports he played, but he, I think he played, he played basketball. Chess. basketball. Chess. chess. No, 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 no. He played high school basketball. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, don't, Jim. I love you. I love wait, you, Jim. I didn't wait till you. That. Wait till you meet Jim Furyk. Tom. I have he, met him. He's amazing. He's. Yeah. He, I, I think he's a class act. I just couldn't. That. I saw if, an hey, opportunity and I if, fucking took it. If we went to a bar right now and we had if we had a couple of drinks and some guy was like got to fight hitting on your girl yeah. and you were and you were like hey bro back off and Jim Furyk was with you he would he would be your guy you'd be I, like hey, totally totally I want this guy with me that's who you would want with you well, aside from aside from Ernie Els who's six four and from what I hear Ernie Els will he bust just likes to fight animal yeah. head about you. Fight. And he, yeah, Animal. don't mess with Ernie. He's 6'4, he's South African. So, you know, yeah, yeah. But not that you needed anything to tell you I, otherwise. To fight <laughs> six foot four South African, you know, like <laughs> get in the fight with that guy. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know where we're going. I haven't gotten, I don't know where we're We saw yet. somehow we got, okay, but, got, but look, I'll, I'll pick it back up. I'll pick Hobbit. it back up. I think Matt Wolf's golf swing, the whole thing, we've talked about this. I think Matt Wolf is a freak athlete. He's yeah. young, he's great strong. athlete. He's a, he's kicking. I think George Gankus, all he's doing makes a lot of sense. I love like and thanks to Maroney, our boy here, running this show here. Uh Gankus's stuff makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. now that I've hundred percent listened and learned, thanks to Mike. Because to me, out of the gates, oh, I didn't I didn't I knew nothing about um Gankus. I saw Matt Wolf swing. I'm like, well, what is that, you know, abomination? Um but he hits it nine miles and he's a stud and he's cocky. And I like this guy. It's awesome. But his golf swing looks terrible. And then, so Mike had to, you know, bring me back in. Um, but I think that you got to like separate Matt Wolf's an anomaly, right? You, you, you can't, you can't use a guy like that. He's a freak. It's like, you know, um, all right, Jay, let's find some, who was, uh, no, think of, no, free throws. I, I think, I think we're talking about the, I think we're talking about the same thing. Like, so, like you so think look at, look at talent from teaching sometimes. Look, yeah, look at the guys. I mean, look at all the swings that you see on tour. They all they're all starting to look the same, right? As opposed to when your dad was on tour, right? 
Oh God. Yeah. Curtis, uh, oh, Curtis was on tour. There's a lot of different swings. So you look at all these guys and, and I think 20 years ago, Adam Scott and Tiger came on and it was this, this perfect golf swing. Right. And everyone was like, Oh, this is so perfect. I want to see, I want to see more character in the golf me swings too. And the reason I want to see a Trevino, give me a Lee Trevino. I, no, I understand. The reason you're not seeing more Lee Trevinos is because it's not as it's not as efficient. There's more moving parts. Now, See, for me, Trevino's no, how no. efficient was that? So for some people, for some people, that no, it's, motion it's works teaching great. Now. Teaching now, you don't teach. Somebody doesn't go, hey, aim left, hang on, never release it, and hit a block cut. Like we don't teach that. Uh -huh. Exactly. That's my point. I'm saying, but we should. Should we? McLean, no. you have something to that say. That would be weird. That would be weird. Can you imagine? I'm just, okay, no, so, you're right. No, we shouldn't, but. I, I, anatomically, everyone, we're, we're made a certain way. I so, didn't Mike, uh, Mike just tried to interrupt us. I didn't hear him, but we're getting ready to argue. I mean, that's just. All right, hold on. I think I'm, we're, I'm all, good, uh, we're, we're, our bodies are made a certain way, and uh, the swing. My body <laughs> I was trying to get McLean in here. Well, and, look, here's the whole thing. When we talk about you're seeing a bunch of different swings back then versus seeing a bunch of the same now, golf instruction now is way more involved and way more available than it ever was. Back in the day, guys weren't taking lessons. Like Lee Trevino didn't take lessons to get that golf swing. Jim Furyk didn't take lessons to get that golf swing. Arnold Palmer didn't take lessons to get that golf swing. They might have had guys that helped them uh, change certain small things but no one taught them to put the club in those positions. That's something There's that no was video purely to look at. natural. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas now they go back and everyone has this idea of this perfect golf swing that everyone has to have. And that's totally untrue. When you Garbage. look back at the history of golf, you see a ton of different swings. I know we talked about Sam Snead in that incredible episode, which we have coming up very soon, everyone. It's with a Hall of Famer. It's going to be incredible. Right back to what we were saying. But ultimately, you're not going to have a bunch of different swings when you have everyone trying to teach the same thing now. You know, we talked about Sam Snead, and that's the point I was going to make when I talked about that amazing episode that we had just a little while ago with the Hall of Famer. Um, we talked about Sam Snead. That is effortless distance. That was the first swing that was natural, but also technically correct. And it may not have been technically correct at that time. All of a sudden, people saw it and they're like, wow, that's, that's true. what like, a golf swing should look like. That's a good that's point. Like, who said that was right? Who, who, right. who determined exactly. that? Exactly. years ago. He just started yeah. doing it and it looked pretty and everyone was like, man, I kind of like that. I think I want to make my golf swing look like that. Well, same you know? with Hogan. People are trying to figure out what Hogan's exactly. secret was to this day. Exactly. You know I and I guarantee Hogan didn't have anyone putting his club in that position. He did it naturally, just the way Sam Snead did, just the way a lot of the great players do. But now you have so many people that are trying to teach this perfect swing that you do get a little bit more of it. But I honestly, I appreciate seeing guys like Matt Wolf go out there with something natural and I, just make it work. I think Matt Wolf's problem is his head. I don't think he's mature enough. I don't disagree. Right. So, and I, and I actually read an article today. His golf swing's perfect. No, his golf swing's not perfect, but it's, it's pretty damn good. It's better than mine. I, right? know. look, Matt, uh, Mikey, no, you know, I don't, you I don't, I don't agree Mikey. at all. I don't agree at all. I got, I don't agree one. I don't care what you fucking what? think. You like his swing just, or you don't, Jay? I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you the truth. You like what his, don't you agree with, Jay Bird? Well, yeah, I don't think his golf swing is perfect. 
I, no, I think I, it's, it's working for him. Well, no, I mean, there's no, Daniel no. Berger, but he's pretty damn good too. Yes, garbage no. too. But these guys are no question. I think That's I think like, Berger is making it work, and he and he's he's good at what he does. Is it perfect? I, I wouldn't say it's perfect. Is is it working for him? Yes. Yeah. I mean, look at look at Rick Barry, the way he used to shoot foul shots in the seventies. It's, it's repetition. It's repetition. Granny style. What? How many guys shoot granny style free throws mm-hmm. now? And the reason they don't do it is because it's not as effective. It's not as efficient. And that, that's why that's why we progress. You know, we move to something that's better. And that's why these guys continually move in that direction. So, are there are there people who steer off of that? Sure. And, and it fits their, their, their genetic code and, they, and it matches their body type. Sure. But if you go too far off, then you're then you're you're you're, you're taking the risk of of of. So, so do you want you do you want everyone to swing textbook in the same way, Jay? No, no. But here's what I want to say. I'm not saying I, I, I want them to do that. I'm just saying I don't I don't dispute that dispute that they try to do it because I think they're we we're trying to swing a golf club without getting too technical. We swing a golf club on a on an inclined plane with our arms hanging down, bending over. There's only so many variants that we can have, like. That's but, it. But like, but I mean, we're not all we're not all built the same, Jay. Right. No, so no, no. That, that, I mean, that's close enough. So you're that's talking about side the point. You're that's talking about your point. arms. Right. So arms can play a lot factor of what plane you're swinging it back on, what plane you're swinging sure. it down on. hundred percent. How your how your forearm and your elbow and your wrist are constructed in rotate. Or can change drastically what plane you're on, what the club face is going to look I wouldn't, like. I wouldn't say drastically. Yes, they can change, mm-hmm. All right, but let me, drastically. Can I? I want to say something. I disagree I'll, with. I would. I disagree with drastically. Like, yes, we can vary in degrees. Like, oh, my arm hangs down further at five percent, and and uh, you know, I've got. Uh, Two or two, two inch longer. But arm. there's there's a reason Dustin Johnson swings the way he does, and Matt Kuchar swings the way he does. Part of it is how they're built structurally. No, no. I, I just no, want to say this. I disagree. I disagree. I love it. Matt Kuchar swings I love, the. I love the variance between swings, right? Matt Kuchar swings that. the way he does because he chose to swing. Yeah, he's going to keep that's talking. Not, I'm gonna keep talking. Not, We're going to keep talking. Whoever's going to talk, stop talking first wins. Well, I'm just, I'm just telling you my opinion. If you want me to stop, I won't stop. I'm just. Kidding. If you want me to stop talking, I will not stop talking because my future does not swing the way he swings because it's an it's an anatomical thing. He swings the way he swings because he worked with Jim Hardy and they talked about sw- single plane swing. That's why that's he swings the way at. he swings. He is swing six looks way better at Georgia Tech. Sorry, Jack. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Matt Kuchar is six four. And he swings on a weird. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how tall you are. No, so, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. But I'm just uh, to your point. Like he doesn't. He doesn't swing that way because of because of the way that he he doesn't swing. What's most anatomically correct for him and what's easiest. He swings wow. because he was taught to swing that way from someone else because someone told him that that may be sure, better for fine. him. But yeah. Okay. What about Dustin Johnson? What about him? He swings the way with that left arm so sky high in a bowed wrist is because that's how he's anatomically built. No, not yes. true. Yes. No, 100 percent true. No, not true. Okay. I'll introduce no. you to Mike Adams. He'll tell you. I, I do know Mike Adams. I've met Mike Adams. I've talked to him at the PGA show. He does not swing that way because that's an, the way he's anatomically built. He swings that way because that's out of habit. 
he he yes. started he started swinging that way as a, as a child and it works for him and he's continued to do it but that's not anatomical. He's also got a wingspan that's like 4 inches longer than his height and he's got a forearm that's shorter than his bicep not to get into Mike Adams teaching but sure. all of that says you're going to be really high and have a bowed wrist. I so won. you think fighting fighting your own body is good? No, I'm not saying fighting your own body is good. No. I'm saying you're you're trying to say that a, a certain swing matches with the body type w- w- when yeah, it it's does. not. It does. Look, you can't categorize somebody to to matching a certain body type. You, you don't know what their body type is. That's true. Hey, I, 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 I know Dustin think... Johnson's body type. I know his measurements. Well, he, yeah, but you know his body. What but have you done weird, with? Because what have you done know, with Dustin Johnson? Where you know his because I, I studied with because I studied with Mike level. Adams and Mike Adams measured Dustin Johnson and he anatomically fits what he does. But but, but again, it's great. He, measure, he, he measured his body. But why does Mike Adams know how his swing should look based on? But he's measured him. He's done. Thousands and hours of study on the biomechanics of the body, how the body's built, how the body's made. Listeners want to listen to. <laughs> well, they're getting ready to, because I'm fired up over here. Look, Jay is correct. I that say that came from natural, just what happened. How That's he's he built. No, no, McLean, well, yeah, McLean, shut up! You're not helping. Built. You're not helping right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, just for the record, this is the highlight of my week. <laughs> Because no, I want to get back to this real quick because Jay actually made a point right, that I right, really you guys like. go. Yeah, go Look, for it. Dustin Johnson's swing is a natural swing that he developed when he was a kid to do something. If you guys play golf me, which you two have, Tom hasn't, but I take the club outside and reroute it and release my hips because that's the only way my little ass could create distance when I was a kid playing with all the yeah. big kids. Yeah. So that, that was the move that I developed, and now that's ingrained in my golf swing. DJ got that from a similar spot. I'm not saying he did it to try to create distance, but ultimately as a kid, that move is not something that was learned. That move is natural. I didn't say it was learned. He, he, I'm not saying you did. I'm just telling him how it is. I hope, you know, stay I, tuned. I, I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying he's swinging the way his body was built and he didn't fight his own body to try to match a textbook. Well, maybe we were all talking over to each other and had a miscommunication. Yeah. yeah, because no, I, I, I actually, I mean, I agree with that, McLean. Yeah, I think he he did what was was best for him, no question. But I, I, it's all in ranges. Like, should I think? Do I think every swing should look exactly the same? I absolutely not. I'm not saying that. I, everyone's body types are different, no question. Um, but like, sh- there, there, it's in variant degrees, like. Should we try to match like a Lee Trevino swing because Lee Trevino was a good ball striker? No, like you need to match what works for you. And and well, that's and, what I'm saying, Jay. You need to match what works for your body. So yeah. you look no, at, well, then, you look well at, then maybe we're arguing about the same point because I don't I, I believe that you should you should match what what works for your body type hundred percent. Now, but I think that the 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 varying degrees are tighter. So if you're trying to make your swing match someone else and do some kind of strange movement that's that's foreign to you, then you shouldn't do that. Um, right, I mean, I'm so saying the same thing. You shouldn't. Quick, you though. shouldn't try to match a textbook. It's you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't try to match. I, no, I, I'm not trying to say that you should not match. A, try to match a textbook by any means. But I, well, I will say that 
anatomically, we are all built similar, similarly, like Close enough. You know, everyone has little idiosyncrasies that we can do that are different, but we all fall in kind of the same kind of pattern that, you know, we should all follow, which is, all of these golfers do. Matt Wolf is probably the one that's the most extreme. Like I don't back to our point, which was just what we were talking about. I don't think that his movement is a natural movement. Like I don't think he's minimizing movement. I think he's adding movement to what he's doing. He's adding moving parts. And that, that's my point. Like Dustin Johnson, I don't think by him bowing his wrist, that's just, that's the way he does it. That's a very minor movement. But if you look at the plane of the swing, the face of the swing, it's matching the way he swings. Matt Wolf is adding a, a very big variant in there by taking the club, the club head way outside, looping it in. He's adding a very big variant in there. So again, yeah, I'm, fine. I'm fine with that point. I agree a, with that point. That's what it's about. My point is Minimizing like, variants. let's minimize the variance. Let's yeah. minimize yeah. the moving parts. Everyone is built differently anatomically, no question, but you got to fall within that range. And I don't think Matt Wolf is falling within that range. I think he's doing it almost to be, to be different. Like he's like, Hey, this is the way I swing. Cause it's different. Everyone wants to watch it and he's made it work. And I think we're seeing in the last, I don't know where he came up with it. But I mean, he's been doing that for his, since his junior days. I'm not sure. 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 And that's great. Good for him. But do I think it's going to last? Um, maybe, I maybe won't. not, maybe, maybe not, but I, I think Time will tell he's got a chance because it's natural and it's not, it is natural, and I think he'll probably make it work, and he'll probably stay on tour. But if he were to – a perfect example, Sergio Garcia. He really – I love that golf swing. Sergio swings it great, but how big of a loop did Sergio have early in his career? A big – Absolutely. Pretty big out. loop. How flat now, and how steep it got, right, Mikey? It exactly. But Sergio minimized – Sergio right. minimized that loop, and 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 Sergio is arguably one of the best drivers of the golf ball, ball strikers. T to green, Sergio could be one of the best of all time. I, I, drivers of golf ball, top three. Top three drivers of golf ball. Exactly. No, he absolutely was. One thing no, I was going to say two real or, quick, though, uh, before we Nicholas move on. I know we want to move on. Norman. But real quick, I was going to say, I think one of the differences you see now is that Back in the day, the reason you see a lot of the different swings because all those guys were trying to do was make the ball dance, whereas now players are just trying to swing perfect because they have an idea of what they think the perfect swing is supposed to look like. They look at it on video enough, and they're just trying to make the swing perfect. When if you looked at Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicklaus, Lee Trevino, Jim Furyk, uh, a lot of these guys, they tried to make the ball dance. And when I say that, I don't mean by making it do a ton of stuff. I mean by making it do what they needed it to do. They made the golf swing to make that ball do what they needed to do, regardless of what it looked like, regardless of any of that. Sure. They said, if I do this with this golf club, I can make the golf ball do this. And that was all that mattered. Yeah, It didn't matter what it looked like on video. Kanaka Minolta didn't have the swing vision camera at that yeah. point. Kanaka Minolta. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Control over your ball. You Control over your ball. Minota? I did. I dropped that. You're welcome. Peter Costas. Oh, All right. So we're we're way off topic. Way Go, Mikey. Over time. So Bring we're just back. gonna 
we're just going to skip ahead. We're going to go straight to our uh, our preview and picks for this coming week. We had some other little topics here, but uh, yelling at each other about the golf swing was more fun. So let's go. We got Bay Hill coming up this week. Last year played really, really difficult. Um, I think it was four under one last year. It was firm, fast, tall, rough. I, uh, I reached out to a source of mine. Uh, that we all four of us know and have played golf with Matt Taschenberg. Oh, friend, shout out Tash, love that friend, friend of the pod, Matt. Hope you're doing well. He was actually Tashy. playing. He is uh, he winners down at Bay Hill. So I asked him how the golf course was playing. He said the rough's not as long as last year. They have not had much rain, so it is um, a little firm and fast. He said it's not crazy yet, but the PJ Tour can get it there if they want to. So. Uh, always a fun event. I know Arnie's not there anymore. We had a couple of good Arnie stories on our podcast that will be out later this week with our previous interviewer and previous guest that McLean has Hall teased. Of uh, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Great father. And um, first, play, first player to win a million dollars in a season. First player. Yeah. Google Figured that. It out. That's right. So uh, who wants to fun. go first with their picks? I love this week. Um, I've had a chance to play the golf course a couple of times. It's fun. I wouldn't say it's you know, the world's greatest golf course or greatest architecture, but I think it's a, it's a fun time. Hey, who won last the week? Draft Kings thing? The DraftKings. Yes, this is DraftKings. Jay's Kings. doing is right now immediately. I, I mean, I know that. Jay, Jay did at, win see, last. I knew he was. Jay won last week. My team was out to a roaring start through two rounds and then just shit the bed on the weekend. Uh, I did pick the winner, Colin Morikawa. I did have the winner. So that was pretty big. Uh, is uh, that the first? Yeah, you're the first to pick a winner, right? No, you picked Max Homa last week. Oh yeah, I did. That's right. We've actually had a few winners we've picked so far. What uh, I just said was completely bullshit. Completely bullshit. Yep. You you hey, just credited your own pick. Hadn't been the first. Won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't go with any two high dollar top picks this week. I kind of went a lot of the middle of the road, um, one a little bit down there. But uh, I guess my high dollar guy was Sung J M. Just makes a lot of cuts, a lot of top tens. Just a solid player. Hits his irons well, which I think you're going to need if um, the conditions are firm. Yeah, he is. He just plays well, especially at hard courses. He plays. He plays very well. So. He plays every week too, though. That helps, What's right? that? He plays every week, doesn't he? He plays a lot. Yeah. Plays a lot of golf. I then went down and took uh, Louis Ustazen. He played great this past week. Uh, they didn't really show him much, but he, obviously he, with his perfect golf swing, perfect textbook golf swing. Is matches, it the best? Like, is it, though? Is matches it? up his anatomy. Is, does how it? It's anatomically built. Does it? It does. He uh, he actually he led the led the field last week in feats of putt made or whatever the hell that stat is. So, so he's a better putter than he is a ball striker. Normally he's a pretty poor putter and a better ball striker, but he's he's found something. So I'm gonna go Louis. You guys are bastards. Uh, next, uh, 8600. I'm gonna go Will Zalatoris. Yeah, plays yeah. Every week, finishes in the top 10 all the time. Haven't picked him yet this season, so this is about the time he misses a cut now that I've picked him. <laughs> <laughs> then I go down to Mark Leishman. Again, 
uh, gritty grinder and tough conditions can play well. I think the wind's supposed to pick up a little bit there. Has played well in the past at Bay Hill. He's got a good record there. One there, past winner. So, Mark Leishman. Then I go uh, Cameron Tringali. Oh, Tringali. Has been playing well this year. Made a lot of cuts. And then my last pick, uh, kind of off the board, Matthew Neesmith. Is, been playing well. He has been, been playing, playing well. well. Aiken boy. That and I read, a, I read a stat. He's like one of the best putters on like fast Bermuda. So we're going to go with that one stat. Good place to be good at that. Yeah. So uh been putting well, especially on those kind of greens. He putts better than uh, out in the West Coast. So uh, there's, there's my squad. I'm ready. All right, McLean, you're up. You ready? Tell All us about right. who you got. I'm starting off my team with the Bullfrog. Jason Kokrak. Oh, crack. 100% <laughs> the Bullfrog this week, which, matter of fact, I had on some joggers on Sunday and a long sleeve t shirt, caught myself in the mirror. I'm doing a good Bullfrog impression. Um, <laughs> Man, right there. Moving on. Hey, I'm, he played I'm good taking, this past week. Didn't he finish? He high? plays good damn near every week. Uh, Go I'm taking. Uh, Mikey's boy. I got Victor Hoblin, my high money guy, 10 6. Obviously, playing fantastic golf. Um, then I'm going to go with Billy Horschel. Played great last oh, week. Yeah, he's he's Florida guy. Golf. He's got to be comfortable down there. I got Billy Horschel. He doesn't uh, ever look that, comfortable. That's actually that's 100% correct. Yeah, you're 100% correct. No, but he, he's comfortable. His comfortable is my, you know, his comfortable you. is me freaking the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> um, my <laughs> next one is friend of the pod. Mr. Lonto Griffin. Yeah. $7,700. Shout out Lonto. Love that guy. Lonto. Um, from there, I also have Mr. Wyndham Clark, Oregon product. Been playing some good golf as of late. Um, and then to round it out, I've got uh, Mr. Cameron Tringali. Uh, I saw Mikey had already picked him, but um, I picked him like 30 seconds before he told us about it. So, uh, you know, I still feel pretty good about it. And that's how. I'm going to round out my team with Cameron Tringali at 7,700. Good team, bro. I'm feeling pretty solid it's, about it, but I felt solid about You kind of like week. have a little, yeah. Just like you're, you're a pretty sharp dude and your, your DraftKings, you know, history has not in the last, like at least four weeks. Is, it's not, not, not good. good. Not good. Not, good. It, not only has it not been good, it's oh, not been profitable. It's not been <laughs> anything good. Yeah, Jay's on to something. He's well. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be so busy working on my lineup. He's picking with his team right now because I feel like Jay's always been so educated. He's coming into. He's like, well, I got this guy. He finished second here 17 years ago, and he led the field in putting that week from inside of seven feet. Uh, I mean, Jay's got all the fucking stats. Um, Look, Jay. You know, if I can beat him one week, I feel pretty good. Here we go. This is what I'm going with. Okay. Um, at the top, I'm going with Rory McIlroy. I love this guy. Man crush. I, I mean, it is what it is. I can't help it. He's Hold he's on. a good dude. Hey, time out. Where, where are they playing again this week? They're playing at. We're playing at Palmer's place right now. They have. I'm kidding. And he's gonna win. And he's gonna win. Um, to follow that up, I'm going with Will Zalatoris, who's played great as of late. We can, yeah, uh, eighty six hundred. 
I am going to drop down to a lot of mediocre players here, but I will say Cam Davis has played great, 7,900, pretty solid. And I'm going to drop down to Cameron Tringali, which I know is a popular pick for the other guys. Cam and Lemon, ding dong. Cam is a good good guy. Uh, Georgia Tech, 7,900. Georgia Tech native, played together in Q school a couple times. Real good dude. Uh, real solid. Great ball striker. Good good putter. Um, um, he's played at Bay Hill quite a bit. He's been on tour for 10 years, so I'd imagine he played well. Uh, PK, Pat Gazire, let's go, buddy. And I'm going to finish up with uh, Brendan Grace. Hey, just Come won. Up, Shout out man. to Brendan Grace. He just won down yeah. to Puerto Rico. Up, this is the dude who won Puerto last week. He Come just on, won Brandon, the, the Tony Finau Invitational down in Puerto Rico there. That's where everyone turns into the top 10 machines. <laughs> Let's go, Brendan Grace. Let's go. Yeah, you know, former, former Masters winner. He didn't win the Masters. No, he didn't. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Then? You're thinking of Charles Schwartzel. Do we have to do we or have Danny to, Willett or not oh, Danny Willett. Grace? Do we have Danny to eliminate all of Do we have to Willett, eliminate the DraftKings picks every single week? Oh my god, you guys are brutal. All right, Tom, Does go. Did anyone ever get them? The winning picks here. So I'm going with Max Homa. You know, he had a little bit of a low last week, a little bit of a winter, winter hangover. He's back in action. Uh my boy Jason Kokrak, the bullfrog. Bullfrog. He's going to put on them high-knit pants, so he's going to strut down the first fairway. He's going to beat everybody. Uh, Maverick McNeely. Um, go, Mav. Yeah, big fan of that kid. It, it's it, His time is coming. Patrick Reed. Oh, Patrick, I don't like you very much, but I like your golf game. So I'm going to pick <laughs> you. Uh, Brent Snedeker. I, I don't – Whoa. I don't remember picking him, but I it's here on my thing, and I, I'm okay with that because I like Brent. Um, these are not the greens he normally puts well on, which makes no sense. And he's uh, he's made less than fifty percent of his cuts, no top tens. So this is a great pick. I'm a sleeper. We're gonna call this the sleeper. Dark and then, horse. And then you know who my last one is, Mikey, Jordan, goddamn Spieth. Oh, you know, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Wow. Jordan. You like breastfeeders after the, they turn oh, into double-digit age group. You know what, buddy, you know, um, we haven't we haven't always seen eye to eye, but, you know, why don't you put a couple of dollars in my pocket this weekend? That's all I need out of you, bud. All right. I love it. Um, that last segment was terrible, but all right, boys. <laughs> those are our picks. Garbage. We appreciate all of our listeners tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, we got uh, two podcasts coming out this week, our regularly scheduled programming, and then a uh, podcast with our special guest, Father Extraordinaire Hall of Famer, coming out later that we'll have for you. So hopefully you enjoy those. Please like, subscribe, send them to all your buddies. Try to get our listeners up. Please help us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Take care.